The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. I'm the editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us. Hope you had a great weekend, a great Lord's Day with the people of God there. Wherever you're at. And uh, if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you go to SonsofLibertyMedia.com, you can watch the live video feed of the radio show. That's right. You can see the faces made for radio right there, uh, along with the documents and video we're going to show you this morning. And uh, you can also do that real quickly. On our other video feeds going out on Twitter, FPP Tim, FPP Tim on Twitter. Usually it goes out on Facebook. For whatever reason, it's not sending it to my page. It's not sending it to our main Facebook page. But our main Facebook page, page is Bradley Dean SOL. Our YouTube channel is where it's definitely going out. And I see that this morning. B. Dean Sons of Liberty. B. Dean Sons of Liberty on YouTube. Thank you to those who have joined us via uh, YouTube and, and some of the other channels here. Before it's news.com, we're up there every morning at 6 a.m. And 3 p.m. Eastern, Bradley comes in. And then he's also on on Saturdays. And now we're on the morning show is on on Saturdays at 8 a.m., uh, a health and wellness show that we had. We started last week. Now, look, just real quickly before I bring uh, a, a guest on for a quick uh, commentary on what went on in Michigan last week. Uh, the sound has been an issue, and I apologize for that, where we had the interviews on Zoom. And unbeknownst to me, Zoom has little settings in it like Skype does where they want to control your volume. So that's why the volume is so awful. And we had a little echo at the first. That was because when I have to broadcast in the afternoon, I have to change certain settings because we use different software to do that into GCN. And then I forgot to change it out. And so I caught myself in the middle. So you have a little echo on Saturday's show uh, just for a couple of minutes. And then we took care of it. But if you want to hear it in totally clear, just go to sonslibertymedia.com. You can scroll down. You are what you eat is the, the archive there. Just listen to the podcast. All of that should be nice and clean. All right. Finally, you can catch us on dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty and then across a number of social media outlets like Spreely, Gab, Me, We, Minds, and USA.life at Sons of Liberty or Sons of Liberty Media. Now, with that said, uh, we have Barry County Sheriff in Michigan, Darleaf on the line with us this morning, and just want to welcome you to the Sons of Liberty Morning Show. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Um, now you you got some. You, you're a sheriff in in a county there in Michigan, 
and you saw what had went on. You, you weren't actually in attendance, but you, you did get to see what went on there. And we had you on this morning just to kind of convey, what are your thoughts about the protests and the people standing up there uh, and demanding that uh, they be free to conduct their lives as normal? What's your, what's your thoughts on those? Well, first of all, what a wonderful Constitution allows us to do that. And uh, there was supposedly about 300,000 people there. I forgot what organization said that that was a count they had. But I don't think they counted all the traffic that was backed up all the way out to the highways and uh, all the foot traffic they had there. But you, if you went, you had to go there early. Otherwise, you weren't going to even get close to the Capitol. Yes, that's that's what I had heard as well. And um, as a as a constitutional sheriff, I'm I'm seeing that you're you're speaking very favorably of it. Uh, what are you seeing in your own county? What what's going on there in your own county there in uh, in Michigan? Well, I was on News Three, which is a uh, Kalamazoo station, and I basically said that we weren't going to be that aggressive on enforcing the governor's orders. And a lot of it's because they're they're so vague, and some of them are they sound more political more than anything else. Like abortion clinics are open, uh, you can buy alcohol. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can buy uh, seeds from one company, but you can't from another uh, store. Uh, and same thing with paint. And then she gave this uh, stay-at-home order, and then she says, "Well." She didn't mind people getting out and getting exercise, so she said canoes and kayaks were okay, but motorboats, they, she didn't want those out. And I've got a county here. we got 327 lakes. we got a bunch of water. And uh, so I said, we're not going to enforce that very strictly. And uh, I didn't understand why you could be in a canoe and a kayak when we go out and rescue more of those than we do motorboats. And... Uh, so, nonetheless, well, next thing you know, my uh, my Facebook's blowing up, and then <laughs> uh, I get a call from Fox News, the national Fox News, one in New York City. They wanted to do an interview with me, and I uh, basically said the same thing, and uh, that one was a little bit different, because it's almost like they were trying to start a fight. and uh, They're wanting to start a fight with you, or get you to start a fight with the governor? With the governor. Okay. And they come right out and say, this sheriff here is defying the governor's orders. And I go, well, we're not defying them. We're just saying use some common sense. And that's all I ask my community to do. They're adults. They know how to uh, avoid this virus. So use some common sense when you're out. And uh, the governor, she wants us all locked down uh, like some type of Nazi Germany or something. Yeah, well, I think that's I think that's the case. I, I live in a state, South Carolina, where our governor has has uh, come out and, and you know determined what's non-essential and what's essential businesses. And of course, government is always essential <clears throat> to people like this. Um, he hasn't gone so far as others in a full lockdown, uh, but he hasn't been like some of the other states, the few states that have said, you know, we're not doing anything about this. Because um, I, personally, I think anybody who comes to understand about viruses know you can't transfer them from one to another. Your body produces these things. They're called exosomes, and they work for our good. They work to clean out our bodies. But nevertheless, let me ask you something. Do you think I, – I don't know your state constitution, but I know under the U.S. Constitution, I don't think there's any authority for any kind of a lockdown 
of any sort of what we're seeing because it's clearly an infringement on the First Amendment uh, of people's right to assemble, um, whether that's at a workplace, whether that's at their house or their church or wherever it is. And um, I had a friend ask me, he says, well, what about if there's a bomb threat called in? Does the state have a... I said, you're talking about two different things. One, you're talking about a criminal activity where somebody is trying to kill somebody, and that is the job of the state is to find that person who issues the threat and whatever it is versus, say, an issue of where people don't even you know understand how certain things work in your body, telling you, oh, you can't get within six feet of people. You got to wear a mask. You got to shut down all these things. Is there something in your state constitution that gives the governor any kind of authority um, to do any of this stuff uh, where uh, they can they can just shut the, shut people down like this? I didn't see anything in there on martial law. When I called my own congresswoman on it, uh, she said that Congress gave her that authority. And I said, well, how did you guys get that authority? Nobody's given me an answer yet. Yeah, it's because... So in other it, words, how did, how did Congress give that authority to centralized power? It, it, it defies uh, the Supreme Court ruling, the Mac Prince versus the United States case. And that's the one I read to Bradley. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm of the same opinion. I don't. I think that they're usurping their authority because of political pressure. And I'm going to get into it in this hour. It's much more than political pressure. And um, but you're in support of the people coming out and standing up and saying, "No, we're not going to have this. You're not going to keep us locked down indefinitely. In fact, you shouldn't have been locking us down in the first place." Free people can determine whether or not they're susceptible to these things. And um, and they can make those choices, can't they? They can make those choices if they're elderly, if they're uh, if they have a bad immune system, and they're susceptible. Could they not make those choices to stay at home and do these things themselves, while other people say, "Hey, I'm going to take the risk. I take a risk every day when I get in my car. I take a risk when I work around machinery or whatever we do." Can they not do that? Well, yeah. Uh, one right you don't have is you don't have a right to give somebody else a virus or to injure somebody else. And uh, they're they're talking about the six foot rule, and now they wanted a thirteen foot rule. And I'm trying to figure, wow, I don't know of any virus that travels thirteen feet. Now everybody tries to sit back and avoid the flu virus. Well, this same precautions you'd use for the flu as you do for this thing here, and you know people got pretty good about that. Uh, we've had we've got about twenty four cases that our health department says that, that are here just in Barry County, which. If you think about it, that's really not that bad. Um, it just tells me that people really know what they're doing and they're being responsible. Well, that's good. I mean, I you know, I, I want people to be responsible in things. I just don't want people uh, hoodooed into things where tyranny comes in, like what you said. These kind of things that were that you mentioned a minute ago uh, are very much a part of a climate change agenda, if uh, if you like. So um, motorboats versus kayaks, right? And I think people would yeah. start to see this scenario that there's an agenda being pushed. And like you said, your alcohol stores are controlled by the state. Um, you know, other things are open and allowed to run. Government is always considered um, essential and things of this nature. Uh, Sheriff Leaf, I appreciate you joining me this morning. Thank you for uh, uh, popping in so early in the morning. I hope you have a good day, man. Oh, can I? Pipe one more thing. Yeah, sure, please. Uh, People, there's you get those little pocket constitutions. The best one I've ever got, I got it from a place called Common Lawyer. It's kind of like Common 
common law or common sense, commonlawyer.com. And it's Brent Allen Winters, and he explains each clause, uh, what it means, where it came from. It goes back to biblical um, biblical definitions and where it's at in the Bible and stuff like that. He's got another one that's called the militia. And shame on our civics not for not teaching us these things. And one of these days, give me a call back, and we can have a conversation on just the militia alone. And uh, if you look up on my Facebook, Sheriff Darleaf, I've got four clauses of the militia on my Facebook. And uh, you can read up a little bit on it. But go get those little pocket constitutions and read it, study it, know it, and then enforce it. Amen. Amen. Sheriff Leaf, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for joining us this morning. Mm-hmm. All, All right. right have, thank you. Yeah. Have a good day, man. Yep. You right. too. Yeah, bye. <laughs> bye. All right, there goes Sheriff Leaf, and uh, we appreciate him joining us this morning. Appreciate uh, sheriffs like that who will, um, you know, enforce the Constitution. They want they want people to have their liberty. They're not looking to be tyrants uh, in this day and age. Now, I'm going to get to a short video, a short video clip, and then I'm going to bring up some um, in- information here on what's going on right now that was written about ten years ago. Now, before I do, let me address something that's going on in the chat room. Uh, We've got a nurse or someone who says that they're a nurse uh, in the chat room. And they're saying, uh, well, you can pass a virus. And I say, can you give me evidence for that? Well, no, but I'm telling you, you can do it. Okay, that's not good enough. Okay, that's just not good enough. I've got a medical doctor who's a graduate from MIT, well-respected Dr. Andrew Koff. He says, this is nonsense. Then we're told you can wear the N95 or the N95 mask. He says wearing an N95 mask, if you could transfer this, it's like a six-foot person going through a 60-foot doorway, okay? This is a medical doctor, not a nurse. It's a medical doctor. Then we have Nurse Kate Shimarani, and she's done her homework too. And I simply ask you, if you're going to tell me that this thing can be transferred— from person to person, and why it's so virulent. Well, here's a question I have for those who, who think like this. If it's so virulent, why do you have to pad the numbers of people who have it? Why do you have to have false positives on 80% of the positive results of this test? If it's so violent, why do you have to have the media getting behind it, taking images and video from Italy and putting them on and saying they're in New York City? Why do you have to have this tyrannical move on your rights that is so ridiculous and I mean it's hypocritical? You just heard Sheriff, um, you just heard Sheriff Leaf say, a, a governor says it's okay to kayak, it's okay to boat, but not motorboat. There's an agenda going on here, and you better wake up to it. It isn't a medical agenda. I'm not saying that people don't have viruses. That's not what I'm saying. Because if you listen to what I said, I said, under a microscope, Dr. Kaufman says, you can't tell the difference between COVID-19 and an exosome. They're identical. It's because that's what they are. And if you say, well, how come, you know, all these people are getting it? Well, how come people get the flu? How come people get the flu? And some people don't get the flu. And some people get it worse than others. Well, it's seasonal. This is why we call it flu season. Hello. It's kind of like when you plant something. It's kind of like when the pollen comes out. There's a time your body goes through a stage where it cleans itself out. And these viruses, as they're called, or exosomes, work as soap in our body to clean out toxins. 
This is to cause people who are ignorant of what goes on. And I was an ignorant person, I confess. But when you find out what's going on, it should make you mad that you've been lied to and that your liberties have been infringed on over this stuff. And here's the thing. I, uh, yes, there are some people doing, I'm, there's a lot of stuff going on in the, in the chat room, but I'm telling you right now, I can point to the studies and one of them you can find online. Anybody can go and look it up. Go look up about the Spanish flu. Go look what is correlated to it before I get to this paper, uh, which is the topic of my show today. Go look at the Spanish flu. Go look at the actual tests that were done on sick patients versus healthy patients, putting them in front of each other to breathe on one another, taking the snot out of their nose, taking the saliva out of their mouth and throat, taking the, the swabbing the fluids out of their eyes and putting them in healthy people. And you know how many people got it? Zero. Nobody got it. Why? Because you can't pass that on. Now, can you pass bacteria onto one another? I want to be clear about that. Yes, you can pass bacteria onto one another. But the point is, is that nobody got it. Now, I challenge anybody, apart from vaccinating, in other words, stuffing that virus in your body, or somebody maybe biting you and injecting it that way, and that goes, that bypasses the God-given means of your mouth and your digestive tract, you can't get this. You just, it, this is ridiculous. It really is. And the fact that the whole world shut down over this, it's because the whole world is ignorant of how this stuff works. It really is. Nobody that I know, and I've asked for the information, show me where people demonstrated that I can go and I can pass a virus to someone else, that I can do it. Okay? If you can give me, go ahead and give me the documentation. It should be readily available if it's, if it's so true. Show me. And every time I ask, I get, well, you just have to trust me. No, I'm sorry, that doesn't work. Because I already know people are lying to me about how this goes. Build up your immune system. This is why we started the Health and, and Wellness Show, is so people would learn how to build up their immune system with different things. And we're going to talk about a lot of topics on that. Not just this issue of the virus, but about cancers and things of that nature. Because I do think God has laid out before us life and death, as he says in Deuteronomy. He says, choose life. And a lot of that has to do with how we eat and what we eat, okay? So I've eaten up a lot of time here, speaking of eating. I've eaten up a lot of time here. The topic of the show here, uh, good morning, Jonathan, Cece, Eric, um, boy, a lot of people here. Janie, uh, lady is for Lib- this lady is for liberty, Bill Parker, Jennifer, uh, several people in from some other platforms uh, this morning. Thank you guys for joining us, David. And uh, Don and Brian, we appreciate you guys joining us. Titus, good to see some of you guys in the chat room. I'm sorry about the Facebook feed. I don't know why that is. I just put it out that, that we're over here on YouTube. So hopefully if people watch on Facebook, they can shoot over to YouTube. This morning, what I want to tell you is there is the scenario that's playing out currently, okay, that was written down as a plan 10 years ago. Now, there is a viral video that's going around, and I put it out last week. Uh, the young lady who put the video's name out is Dana Ashley. And uh, if you want to check it out over at uh, sonslibertymedia.com, 
The title of the article is 10-Year-Old Rockefeller Foundation Document Reveals What is Actually Going On Right Now Around the World Step by Step. Okay? You say, well, this is a conspiracy theory. No, this is a conspiracy fact, and it's documented. This is the thing. Okay, let me answer this right quick, because this needs to be answered. Eric says, well, sir, if you can't pass it from person to person, how is the virus getting around? Well, let me ask you something, Eric. Everybody that comes in contact with somebody who has this virus, does everybody get sick? If your answer is no, then the obvi- that just destroys your argument right there. It destroys your argument. Okay? Because if it's not passed person to person, then every single person that comes in contact with it should get it. And I'm not talking about they test positive for it. We know what the tests are. They're fake. 80% of the positives are false. It means they're not true. And I go back to Leviticus 13. Okay? Leviticus 13 tells us when a person has, uh, or when they're suspected of having leprosy, you don't take them when they have a rash on their skin. You don't take them and, and put them outside the camp and burn their stuff and get rid of all the stuff if, if they have a fever. There are certain steps that are taken before you start quarantining anybody. Now, that's the law of liberty. That's the law of God. That's what your creator gave us and my creator gave us. Okay? That's how we do it. So you say, how are they passing it along? I'm going to just go hit this really quick, and I'm going to get to the other, because I, I think I've, we've done this before, okay? And I would encourage, um, uh, you know, Eric in the in the chat room, take a look at the, the link that I gave you to Dr. Kaufman. Listen to the interview. Go to our um, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com and put in Kate Shimirani, S-H-E-M-I-R-A-N-I. Listen to the interviews we've done with her on the virus. She's saying the same thing. She's a nurse of 35 years over in the UK, a nutritionist for six or seven years. Go and listen to what they say. In the same manner that there is uh, an issue to where pollen is distributed yearly, our bodies go through a cleansing. And depending on how toxic we are, will reveal how what we term as sick we become. Okay? Okay. If our immune system is really bad, we're going to get really sick from what we're saying. Why? It's because our body goes through these stages. We get fevers. Why? To kill off the stuff that's in us, right? And then when the virus or the exosomes have done their jobs, they begin to secrete out of us, whether it's going to the bathroom, whether it's sweating, whether it's coughing or breathing. We do all of that stuff too. And... Then the, our noses run and all these kinds of things. We get phlegm in our th- We get all that stuff out and it changes color. It shows us the stages of which that stuff's fighting off. But the very thing that you're saying is the cause of it is actually the response to it. The virus or the exosome is the response to the illness, to the toxins that are in our body. It is not the cause of it. Tremendous difference. So if you're asking why do people do that or why, how is it getting spread? Well, it's not that it's getting spread, it's seasonal. I mean, even the even the whole term flu season. Think about that for a second. Why don't you get the flu all throughout the year? You you get it in a in a specific time frame usually. That's what happens. Why? Because people's bodies are dealing with that adjusting to different times of the weather. 
times of the seasons. This is the whole idea. This is not hard to understand. And I'm not even a medical doctor. You say, well, you're, you don't have med- I don't have to be to learn. This is the great thing about when you homeschool your kids. They can go and learn from those who've been through the schools, and they can say, okay, you went through this kind of medicine. You went through this kind of medicine. Show me the things that are here. Prove to me what you're saying. And all I've said is, if what you're saying is true, prove to me the studies that demonstrate it can be replicated over and over and over. If you can't do that and you say, just trust me, I don't. Okay? I just don't. I don't care what you've been taught. Well, I do care what you've been taught because I don't want you, I want you to go and look it up. So I'm not going to spend any more time on that. If you've got any more questions, watch the video I sent you. Look up the thing. Listen to a medical doctor who graduated from MIT. Is he an idiot? Does he not know these things? Well, yeah, but what about Dr. Fauci? Okay, I'm just going to say, unelected bureaucrat, all of you know he's lying through his teeth. All of you know it. Dr. Burks, these people get in there without masks, without gloves, in rooms of 50 to 100 people, bunched up shoulder to shoulder with the President of the United States, who's in his 70s, who would be most, you know, susceptible to this, of course, of course, of what we're saying, right? And yet they tell you not to do what they're doing while they're doing it. I, I don't see why people can't see this. Anyway, let me get on to what we're doing. We're halfway through the show. I'm never going to get all this done. But I appreciate your questions. I appreciate the challenge here because I think it's, look, I, I haven't been through those schools. I don't claim to. I'm just simply saying I go to some people who have and who know what they're talking about, and they don't tell me, hey, just trust me. They show me the documentation. Here's the studies. Here's what's been done. And I would challenge anybody, go see the corollary. I've got the, um, uh, the and I'm going to put it up in the chat room here on YouTube, going to put the article up about radio frequencies and these flu symptoms from Spanish flu on. And you tell me what's driving this. If if you're being led to believe these things are a are the problem and not a response to a problem, then you've got it 180 degrees backwards. And you won't see what the real source of the problem is. Okay? That's all I'm saying. And I'm not telling you you have to think like me. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying go do your homework for yourself. And when you compare the evidence, maybe you were taught a certain thing in school. I don't know. But here's the thing. When you go and examine what you haven't been confronted with, which some people haven't been. I talked with a brother last night. And I, he says, well, maybe this thing is, you know, this, this kind of stuff back and forth with um, how the governors can can exercise these things. And I said, well, here's the thing. If you get the first thing wrong, and that is that virus can actually be transferred from one person to another without an injection, we know that vaccines contain viruses. So, yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, you can take that virus out of somebody and shoot it into somebody else, along with the mercury and... Um, all the other crap that they want to put in there, the fetal tissue and animal DNA. If you wanted to say that they could do that, sure. Yeah. And we also know with those vaccines come apoplectic deaths. We know autism comes. We know that there's a special fund up, uh, up to pay for those kinds of things. So I'm not saying that somebody is, you know, who may have been taught something is necessarily evil. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying we've been taught a lot of stuff that's bad. 
Some people still have wrong views of the world because they were taught an evolutionary view of the world, even though they might even be Christian. But they just don't know. Nobody's taught them. And I'm just simply saying, go do the studies, listen to um, some of the things that I put out there, and uh, then come back and evaluate what's going on. I can't tell you what to think. I'm not a thought police. I don't believe in that. But I do believe that we ought to reveal the entire thing of what's going on without saying, hey, trust me about that. Uh, I trust God. Okay? And where I don't trust God, it's because of my ignorance um, or my rebelliousness. It's one or the other. Most of the time, it's my ignorance uh, of what God has said. I mean, that's just the way it is. So I encourage those in the chat room to take a look at that. Now, let's get to this thing. I'm halfway through the show. Sorry about that. There is a paper out by the Rockefeller Foundation. I'm not going to look at the chat because I'll be um, hitting hitting with you guys again, and I don't want to do that. But I appreciate all of you guys joining in. Eric, I appreciate you too. I'm, I'm not trying to harp on you, man. I, uh, I, I've i sent you the links. Please take a look at them, and then get back to me. I'm, I'm happy to hear from you as to uh, what you think after you look at that evidence they, and you listen uh, to what's said there. Um, I would appreciate that very much. I, I appreciate you. Um, okay, so there is a paper out by the Rockefeller Foundation. Now, this paper is called, uh, let's see here, Scenarios for, uh, I was going to bring this up so we can show the people, Scenarios for the Future of Technology and International Development. That's by the Rockefeller Foundation. It's by GBN, the Global Business Network, which is a member of the Monitor Group. Now, part of the issue that we have within this paper is, and I'm going to have to go back to the, I wanted to enlarge it here so that we could uh, uh, bring up some specific sections of what's in this paper. Now, if some of you are paying attention to what the president has been putting out in his coronavirus task force. Now, you you know the president has been wishy-washy on this whole thing. He first came out and he said, oh, this is you know nothing more than the flu, this, that, and the other. Dr. Fauci has a, has a uh, paper out saying that too. But now he said, oh, we have to shut down things. We, we have to contain this. We have to control it. And this guy's a bureaucrat. He's an unelected bureaucrat. He's not accountable to us, the people. And yet he's determining the policy. He's determining the policy of whether you go to work or whether you stay home, whether your business is open, whether it's not. And don't think he's not. You say, well, they're not putting a shutdown. They're influencing every governor in this union, every governor. Now, I agree with Andrew Cuomo, which this is a rare thing. You're going to hear it. I don't think the president has the authority to tell him to do squat when it comes to what he does in the state there with there. It's not authorized. When Donald Trump came out last week and he says, the authority of the president is total. No, it is not. He is lying to you because he does not know the Constitution. He is lying through his teeth. That is the talk of tyrants. Okay? If Barack Hussein Obama Satoris Sabarka said that, every person listening to me would be having a herd of cows. That's what you would do. You would have a herd of cows if he said that. But because this guy smiles and he talks your language and he wears 
your political jersey, I'm going to say what most people here call themselves Republicans. It's not Republic as in what the Constitution says, as in what the party is. You guys would have had a cow if Barack Obama did that. But when it's Donald Trump, you, you say, oh, he has our best intent. I, I listen to these Q people. I, I listen to, to friends of mine who say, we've got to let Donald Trump impose martial law to get all the bad guys. And I'm just like, whoa, back, the, back up here. Because you're the same people who are against martial law for decades that I know of, and all of a sudden you're doing this. I want to show you what they're doing. Here's the paper, okay? This is what's in the paper. This is on page 16 in the PDF. Once crossed, these axes create, and I think they meant axes is, axis is as in an IS, not an ES, create a matrix of four different futures. Lockstep. A world of tighter, top-down government control and more authoritarian leadership with limited innovation and growing citizen pushback. Two, clever together. A world in which highly coordinated and successful strategies emerge for addressing both urgent and entrenched worldwide issues. I want to tell you something, folks. As soon as you're pulled in to this worldwide mess you're engaging in you're supporting and engaging a world government that's what you're doing that's this is why the united nations needs to go we need to kick them off our soul they're un-american they're un, they're anti-christian okay they are not a one of them has been a liberty lover who's led the united nations i've got an article on that it's all socialists it's all marxist it's all communists it's full of islamists all of that is totalitarian all of it. And yes, I get it. Some people have usurped Christianity and made it totalitarian. That does not make it Christianity. They're Christian in name only, kind of like Republicans in name only. Get it? Okay. Another part of this scenario is a hack attack, an economically unstable and shock-prone world in which governments weaken, criminals thrive, And dangerous innovations emerge. And then the final one is smart scramble, an economically depressed world in which individuals and communities develop localized makeshift solutions to a growing set of problems. All right. So they have this in the paper here. Now, one of the things that they state in the paper is this. Accompanying each scenario is a range of elements that aspire to further illuminate life, technology, and philanthropy in that world. Now, just let me let you know something. The Rockefeller Foundation is about as occultic and anti-Christian and anti-American as you can get. If you don't believe me, do your research on the Rockefeller on the Rockefeller family. Okay, somebody had sent me a um, a video, JFK to nine eleven. And there's some things in there. If you if you don't believe me, we're, we may hit on some of this tomorrow with Victor. Join our history studies, Dissecting the Times with Victor Porlier on Tuesdays. This is stuff we've talked about as to why we're in the Middle East. Okay? The influence and power of those who are... And I'm all for capitalism. Don't get me wrong. I'm not for crony capitalism. I'm not for using capitalism to wield it and lord it over the people. The Bible says not to be like that. 
In fact, it says that you're to treat, uh, the masters are to treat their slaves. We would in, uh, put um, employer employees, although probably today it's more like masters and slaves. Uh, you're to treat them well, and the slaves are to do their work as unto the Lord for their masters, right? So it, it speaks of those things. But here's the thing. It comes down and it says, uh, accompanying each scenario is a range of elements that aspire to further illuminate life, technology, and philanthropy in the world. And that philanthropy, boy, if you want to talk about philanthropists, let's start looking at people like George Soros. He's called a philanthropist. He's not that. He's a man to wreck entire economies so he can make a lot of money off of it, and he doesn't care who hurts in it. And contrary to the claims of NewsGuard, those liars over there at NewsGuard, who say that George Soros never partook in inventorying uh, the property of Jews in Nazi Germany or Hungary. Uh, I should say Hungary, yeah. Um, they didn't, they just decided not to look up what the reference to George Soros doing that was, and they decided not to listen to his interview on CBS. And they decided to distort it and not give you the truth and say, we're liars about that. Here's some of the things that are in this paper. A timeline of possible headlines and emblematic events unfolding during the period of this scenario. Stop and think about that just a moment. A timeline of possible headlines and emblematic events unfolding during the period of the scenario. What does that tell you right there? Just stop and think about it. Just for a moment. I, I'm going to give you the, uh, the. I wish I had the Jeopardy music that I could play. Okay, you got the idea. What does that tell you? They have control of the media. Some have said six corporations. Some have whittled it down to four now because they're buying each other out. Frankly, I think we need to do away with all corporations in America and go back to the way it was. Every so many years, you had to reapply for that. But we got to have people who know what the Constitution is and say, look, if you're acting unconstitutional, if you're subverting our foundations, if you are subverting our foundations, you don't get corporate status. Sorry, you don't get it. You can go play that game in another country. Um. That's one of the things, okay? The other is short descriptions of what technology or technologies and technology trends we might see. Initial observations on the changing role of philanthropy in that world. Highlighting opportunities and challenges that philanthropic, philanthropic excuse me, organizations would face and what their operating environment might be like. A day in the life sketch of a person living and working in that world and then it says, please keep in mind the scenarios in this report are stories, not forecasts. Yeah, right. That's why they're happening, aren't they? See, they cover them. They tell you what they're going to do. Then they cover it up and say, oh, you know, anybody that says anything about this is a conspiracy theorist to try to shut you down, which basically was the term coined by the CIA to shut down anybody who questioned JFK assassination. Okay, just so you know, just so you know. The Bible's very clear. You can read it all through the scriptures. Psalm 2 is a good one. Um, and I could bring that one up really quick. Uh, because, and it's not just here. It's not just here. It's all throughout the Old Testament. Um, Psalm 2, for instance. Listen to it. 
Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel that they conspire. In fact, um, I'm almost sure I may be correct. I may be wrong here. Um, okay, it doesn't say that. It does say take counsel. I was going to bring up the English Standard Version. There are some translations that bring it up that as they conspire together against the Lord and against his anointing, uh, his anointed saying, let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. Now, look, you're in big trouble if God's laughing at you. And if you read this in context of the New Testament, those who were inspired by the Holy Spirit say, this is talking about the Jews and the Romans conspiring together to destroy the Lord Jesus, to kill him. And God laughed at them. And he says, as for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. If you got God laughing at you, you got a real problem. You, you really do. Okay. Now, there's a couple of other things. Within this paper, they break down. And again, remember, let me back up here just a second. Please keep in mind that the scenarios in this report are stories, not forecasts, and the plausibility of a scenario does not hinge on the occurrence of any particular detail. Okay? That's what they tell you. That's how they're giving cover for this. All right? But then when you go down and you start looking, I'm going to run out of time, so I'm not going to take each one. And I did want to have Sheriff Leaf on it the first, uh, just to kind of highlight that thing in Michigan. People, you're you're the resolve. And love him or hate him about Alex Jones, he's got a phrase that's right. You're the resistance. You're the resistance to tyranny. Okay? Love him or hate him, I don't care which side you're on on that. That's not my point. My point is the phrase is good. You're the one who has to do that. You have to resist tyranny. And I've said it before, the mark of the beast is not something in your hand. It ain't a microchip in your hand or in your forehead. This is just silly. Interpret scripture with scripture. Go back to Deuteronomy 6 and see what it says about the hand and about the frontlets between your eyes. You're either going to serve the law of God or you're going to serve the law of man. It's a tyrant or it's God. Okay? One or the other. That's what you're serving. By the way, Phil Kaiser, look it up. His series on Revelation. Those of you buying into dispensationalism and all this stuff about modern-day Israel and all this other stuff, you need to go listen to that because there's a historical context for how Revelation is written. Just going to toss that out as a freebie. This paper continues on, and it continues to show you lockstep, what they mean by that. They, they lay it out. So when they tell you, oh, well, you know, we're not meaning this, that, and the other, well, they're doing something else. Then they have headlines Okay, and each one of the technology, all of this stuff that they're laying out, I'm just kind of scrolling through it for the viewing audience here. Life, what they're doing step by step. I was going to play a little bit of um, um, Clever Together. (laughs) This isn't standing up and demanding liberty and demanding tyrants stand down and not do things like what Sheriff Leaf was talking about saying, well, wait a minute, we don't have this in our Constitution. Uh, Where are you getting this authority? And they don't have any answer. That's not what we're talking about at all. So I want to bring this to today. Okay. We're seeing these very scenarios playing out in front of us. We are. One of the things I want to show you is this. And um, I do want you to take time. If you've not seen this. Now, I'm going to tell you right up front. 
the video that you will watch here. Be careful of the people talking about the giants and all this stuff. Look, if that happens, I'm happy to recant that and take out some giants too in the process. Okay. I am. But leave that off. That's toward the end of the video. Okay. And I don't have time to play the video and it wouldn't work very well over radio. Okay. But the article, I put it out last week and I wanted to help people be informed as to what predictive programming is. The 2012 Olympics opening ceremony. Do you guys remember that? It was one of the weirdest things I ever saw. I was like, what does this have to do with anything? I remember sitting, uh, most of my kids who are still at home, I think, I don't even know if they, I'm trying to think. <laughs> I don't even know if they were born at the time. There were maybe two that were born. Um, and a couple of the older ones, uh, excuse me, the younger ones who weren't born. And then there was a few older ones. Okay. So we watched this. And when we watched it, I just, I was like, this is the weirdest thing. Because what we were going to do was we were going to watch, um, like snowboarding and, you know, I don't know, ice skating or cross country skiing or the, the one where they, um, the, um, one where they ski and they shoot. Uh, because to me, those things are kind of interesting to watch. Call me weird or whatever. They're kind of interesting to watch. They happen, you know, once, well, winter Olympics happens every two years, I think. And the summer Olympics happen every four years. Watch this video. Even what you're seeing on the screen, those who, those of you who are watching, this is a bed picture here of what appears to be Boris Johnson. I mean, this guy doesn't know how to brush his hair, so it's pretty easy to figure out who this is portraying. He wasn't even prime minister at the time. I want you to realize that. And watch the video and see what they're showing you in it. They're showing you 5G. They're showing you the fake virus pandemic. In fact, it makes you wonder if they weren't ready to roll this thing out a lot sooner than what they did. But take your time. You make up your own mind, okay? I think there's some kooky stuff that's out there. Don't get me wrong. But when you see this coming a full eight years before what we're seeing here today, you have to start asking yourself the question. Does Tim just have a tenfold hat on? And I've got to make me one of those. I really do. Maybe I can wrap it around my black cat here and just pop on on Wednesday because Lynn and I talk about doing that. Does Tim just have a tenfold hat on? Or is there actual evidence, not a trust me scenario like what we were talking about before, is there actual evidence to support what's being said? Why would you bring something out like this? Well, something's set in place. Scenarios for the future of technology and international development by the Rockefeller Foundation and GBN. This is the thing I'm talking to you about. And again, there is a young lady by the name of uh, Ash, uh, Dana Ashley. Let me play you just a part of the clip of her video where she goes through this, okay? So hang on. We're, we're near the end of the show, but hang on here. Open admittance of their plans. We're going to go ahead and look at that document that was released 10 years ago, 2010, that openly states different scenarios that could feasibly lead to the technologically controlled world 
that they want to see become reality. They, in this case, are those behind the Rockefeller Foundation, which, by the way, is the same group that seated not only the United Nations, but as well the World Health Organization. That name sound familiar? Yeah, that same group who is right now responsible for advising governments, the same group who is helping shape the recommendations and rules that you, right now, are being forced to obey. The same group that Trump was apparently listening to when he signed an executive order on Friday, March the 13th. That essentially handed this country over to FEMA on a platter. That's another story. Let's get back to this document. This document is called... Scenarios for the Future of Technology and International Development. At the moment, it is available online. If you just put that phrase in along with PDF, you can download it. The stated purpose of the document was to explore the many ways in which technology and development could co-evolve. They claim in order to, quote, address a wide range of developmental challenges from climate change, healthcare, agriculture to housing, transportation, and education. Oh, is that all? <laughs> As an aside, when you understand that this organization's original founder, Rockefeller, also benefited most from the big oil monopoly that systematically destroyed not only environments, but as well other forms of healthcare that did not utilize their patented petrol-based pharma products, I do hope you can understand the irony of them now claiming they want to fix the healthcare and climate, but more on that later. The scenarios they present in this document would bring about what they understand to be the very important global, political, and economic alignment that they say will be for the good of us all. Well, Okay. Let's let me, take. Let me let me pause. Let me pause here because she's going to go through the things that I just mentioned. Okay, um, and yes, I know. I know about that, Brian. The snakes on the medical pen. I get it. Um, it. It's because it's not. Look, let me make clear. I am not anti-medicine, and let me make clear what I mean by that. I'm not against doctors and hospitals and nurses and things that deal with trauma. You got a heart attack? Look, you need somebody to do something. You can't say, hey, just you need to swap up that diet while you're having chest pains and you're dying. Somebody has to do something to help take care of you. I'm fine with that. Um, I'm fine with you get in a car accident and you got a steering wheel in your chest and you've got to, you know, get that out and you're, you're trying to save life. That's fine. But I'm telling you right now, I watch as people get older and what the medical community does is they put them on more and more drugs, and you hear it from the people in government saying, "Oh, we got to we got to make sure that the people they have to choose between their dog food and and uh, and, uh, and 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 their medicine." You've heard those scenarios all day long, okay? And I say dog food be, is because most of the stuff we're sold, you shouldn't even be feeding to your dog, okay? It's not food. It's GMOs. It's genetically modified organisms. And if, if you think that you partaking of that and it getting into your body doesn't affect you, I can tell you as somebody 51 years old who didn't know the better, who partook of it, I can tell you I can already tell the differences. I can already tell some of the things that are taking place in my body. It's why I want to rid myself of that stuff. So I'm not going to get on that. That's a different topic. But the point is, is she's pointing out 
this is what is going on. Now, you can see that at sonslibertymedia.com. Of course, she has her YouTube channel, but I've got it contained in a thing where you can look at the document itself that I'm talking about, and you can watch her video. And I recommend you do both. Educate yourself. I'm not like others who will say, hey, just trust me on this. I know. I don't do that for anybody. I can't make you think what I think. If you have questions, I can explain my position, but I have to point you back to the source. And so when I ask people whether you can transfer a virus or whether or not these people have planned this, I go, here's the source where I got it from. And this source isn't from Fox News, controlled opposition, that's what they are. It isn't from alternative media, although a part of this is with uh, with Dana here. Um, she would be alternative media because she's got her own YouTube channel here. But it isn't necessarily that. It's going back to the source documents, okay? And it isn't hearsay. I hear people quote things from people all the time. I go to look for the source, where, and, and they go, well, it's all over the Internet. Well, then it must be true, right? <laughs> what I do is I go and I say, what on the Internet can I source can I, do I actually have a documentation? Do I actually have an audio file, even though those can be manipulated? A picture, even though those can be manipulated? A video, even those those can be manipulated? All of that can be manipulated, even the document. But nobody's denying this document exists. Nobody. It's been around since 2010. So this is the thing that I want to encourage you with. The Bible says that we're to... Hold fast to that which is good. Okay? In the southern vernacular of Tim Brown, it is you eat the meat and you spit out the bones. Okay? So when somebody comes to me and they say this, this, and this, I go, okay. I'm kind of listening. I want to look at certain things that maybe you said. We had a gentleman on the other week. He had some other issues, some other books he wanted me to look at and stuff. I said, I'm happy to do that. I'm happy to look at those things. But my authority is the Word of God. It's always going to be the Word of God. And I can be led astray, too, just as easily as anybody else. And at times I have been. And I've had to be corrected by what the Word of God says. That's what holds me and anchors me. This is why I don't think that Q is a real prophet. I'm going to have something out. I may do a radio show on that this week, depending on if we get Thomas Massey on or not, called The the False Prophet Nobody Talks About. Everybody knows about the false prophet who says certain things. And then he doesn't produce, right? You have a rock party with that guy. But what about the false prophet who comes to you and he tells you all kinds of things and it happens, but he leads you after a God you have not known. You guys have a great day. I appreciate you joining me. Thank you for the questions in the chat as well. 23 hours will be right with you with Victor Portlier. Lord willing, see ya. <laughs>